Haven of Hope Church, a true Pentecostal church with outward and upward praise and worship of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. In the coming fulfillments of the prophecies of the scriptures, the sea of humanity, in need and without hope, will flood our church. As God has promised in a word to us, if you remain faithful to me, I will remain faithful to you. With that promise in mind and the word that God has given us, we now know that Jesus Christ, through his church, has become the haven of hope for the hopeless. Haven of Hope Church, bringing hope to the hopeless in a hopeless world. Your hope is here. His name is Jesus. Welcome to Hope for the Hopeless, the sanctuary ministry of the Haven of Hope Church of God at 289 Acock Dairy Farm Road in Fremont, North Carolina, just off Highway 222 between Kinley and Fremont, and just off Memorial Church Road outside of Fremont. We pray the day finds you blessed and highly favor the Lord. The following service is from our Sunday morning church service. Now we're all home folk and we're all just family of God. But all together, we'll all be having church and praising and worshiping God together as well as, the, as being fed the Word of God. It's our continued prayer that you are blessed of God and you may be blessed by these services. Now here's the message on Hope for the Hopeless from the Haven of Hope Church. So good to have all of you with us this morning. Praise God. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 91 and verse 1 today. Psalm 91 and verse 1 says... He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust His truth, shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, but neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under thy feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Would you please stretch your hands this way and pray for me this morning? My most kind and heavenly precious Father, I come before your throne of grace today, dear God, seeking after your anointing, your, your unction, dear God seeking after your touch upon me in my mouth, in my heart, and my soul, dear God. Use me as your mouthpiece, dear Lord, as the word comes forward. Anoint me that I might bring forth the word today in a way that would glorify and uplift thy name, that would magnify you, O God. Bless me today, dear God, in this honorable desk, that I might bring forth the word in a way that would lift you up and honor you, dear God, and that you might 
receive it into your into your ears, dear God, and into your mind, and that you might receive it and be blessed by it, dear God, and your name be uplifted. Let it go forward today, dear God, and, and under the, uh, to all those under the sound of my voice. And as they receive this word, dear God, let it be a blessing unto them. Let them glean from it. Let them learn from it. Let them grow from it. And let this word today, dear God, be a, a means by which their souls and spirits are nourished by the word. In Jesus' name, I thank you and pray. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you so much. I was going over my notes yesterday and getting ready to prepare for this message, making sure I got everything just right. And as I did, the first verse just jumped out at me. And the whole thing, as I read the passage, the whole thing, it just resonated within my heart and spirit. And the first verse, it just, it, it, it recalled that second song that we sang today, I Want to Know You, in the secret, in the quiet place. I, and I couldn't get that song out of my head all day. All day yesterday. But today I'm here to, to, to preach the word to you from Psalm 91. Verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? You know what? I don't know about you, but I want to be the one who dwells in the secret place in the shadow of the Almighty. I want to be where He is because next to Him is protection. Next to Him is glory. Right, in next, to the, right in next to the Lord in the throne room of glory, there is power, there's anointing, there's, there's the glory of God. I want to be there. And I want to abide under His shadow because being in His shadow means I'm right next to the Lord and right next to the Lord means that it's the safest place that I can be Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. I don't know how it is with you, but since the first night that I got saved, I have felt a peace and a strength in being able to trust the Lord, my God, because I know He is my Redeemer. He is my, my strength. He is my God and my protector. He's my refuge. He's my hiding place. He's my covering and my protection. And I have trusted in that. And I have trusted in Him all these years. And it has paid off for me to trust in Him. Amen? Verse 3 says, He surely shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. This particular verse today should stand out and resonate within the heart of every believer. I don't know if you understand what it means that he has he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Do you know what the snare of the fowler is? Do you know what a fowler is? A fowler is someone who hunts birds. And he hunts birds with a snare. A snare is a, is a, is a little trap that, that uh, like a line that when he trips the trigger, it'll reach out and snatch him by the neck or snatch him by the leg. And it will usually break the neck of the animal. And when you break the neck of the animal, it ceases, they, they can no longer move. It ceases to allow them to function to move. That's what the enemy wants to do to you today. He is the fowler. He is the one with the snare. He wants to capture you. He wants to break your neck so that you can no longer move. Now, and automatically breaking your neck does not mean that you die. It does mean that you can no longer move, 
and sometimes you die. The enemy wants you to stand still. Why would we be hearing about a fowler in this scripture? Because my Bible tells me in Isaiah 40 and 31 that they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. Amen? The fowler wants to keep you from mounting up with those wings. The definition, now the second part of that verse says it will protect you and deliver you from the noisome pestilence. I had to look that up to see what that was. Noisome. A fowler wants to keep you from mounting up. The definition of noisome is noxious, harmful, a noisome pestilence. A pestilence is a disease, a virus. Come on, somebody. Is this word speaking to you today like it is to me? The Lord wants to deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and he wants to deliver you from a noisome pestilence. He wants to deliver you from a, from a disease, from a virus, from something that's really bringing wreaking havoc in your world. Hallelujah. Number four says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Have you ever seen a, a how many of you ever raised chickens? You ever been on a farm and seen a chicken with her, with her babies? The mother hen sits on those eggs for I don't know how long, sometimes weeks at a time. And when they finally hatch, the first thing she does is spread her wings over those babies and lays her feathers over them to protect them. It's usually to protect them from weather and to protect them from an attack because her feathers are like a shield. Her wings are like a shield. And it covers her young, her precious young, underneath her wings. His truth, come on somebody, the truth of God is our shield and our protection. But His truth is only our shield when we're living in His truth, living in His grace, and you can, the grace of God is truly amazing. I like to, to put it out like it's a great giant umbrella, but it's an umbrella of steel that boulders and rocks and, and acid and fire bounce off of to protect you when you're under it. But saints of God, if you're not living in the, in the truth of God, if you're not living by what thus saith the word, then you are choosing to step outside of that umbrella of grace. And you can step outside of his grace. And when you do, his truth is no longer your shield and your buckler if you choose to do so. Yes, Brother Mac, his, truth, his grace is truly amazing. It is amazing. But you have the choice of whether or not you stand under his grace. And so many today choose to step out from under his grace. I have literally heard people say that if I can't have it the way I want it, I'll just go to hell then. They have no idea what they're saying. Verse 5 says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. I'm going to tell you something, saints. I am so amazed at Papa's precious. She's nearly five years old. 
and she is not anywhere near afraid of the dark. She'll run outside at night. She'll run through the house in the pitch dark. She don't care because she's not been exposed to the things that would make a child afraid of the dark. She does not know about the monsters on TV or the monsters in the movies or the, the, the vampires or all the wickedness and the evil that people expose their children to. She doesn't care. Darkness holds nothing for her, but I'm going to tell you what. A bunch of children and a bunch of grown-ups are deathly afraid of the dark. They're afraid of the dark because they don't know what's in it. Because in the darkness, people tend to equate darkness with evil. And in the darkness, they're awaiting whatever evil is there that they cannot see. It's a fear of the unknown. Hallelujah. Even grown adults are afraid of the dark. They're afraid of that terror by night. But saints of God, if He is your truth, if you have your trust in Him, if He is your shield and your buckler, you don't have to be afraid of the unknown. And I, we don't have to be afraid of the pestilence. You don't have to be afraid of the weapons or the arrows of the wicked one. And you don't have to be afraid of that pestilence. You don't have to be afraid. And we've already learned that that pestilence is a virus. You don't have to be afraid of that virus. Do you know I learned the other day from several different reports that the original COVID virus has died? It's virtually gone. What we're left with now is the second strain. You don't have to. I have been praying. And every time I pray, I say, Lord, burn that virus up. Make it disappear. I pray about it every time I pray. Lord, I despise that thing. And I pray against the wickedness and the evil that all men have prepared on behalf of that virus too. We don't have to be afraid of that. We don't have to be afraid of the destruction that we see coming upon this world because of the wickedness and the evil of men's hearts. Because He is our truth. He is our shield. As long as we're standing in His grace. Come on, somebody. Verse 7 says, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. You know who wrote the psalm, right? David. One who is like God. The one whose heart is purposed after God. The man after God's own heart. And he is he was a warrior. He was a general. He was a king. And he led many battles. And he claimed so many victories under the power and the anointing of God. And this word says, A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Are you watching? Are you paying attention to how many are falling? Businesses, governments, country, families, they're falling. But have you noticed something, saints of God? Have you noticed? Have you looked at the family of God from this house? Have you noticed that this family is still standing? Have you noticed that we've got nothing to fear? We have seen thousands fall at thy side and ten thousands fall at thy right hand. We don't have to be afraid. We are still standing. Somebody glorify God. Give the Lord a praise offering right now. Hallelujah. 
Verse 8 says, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. What does that say to you? I'll tell you what it says to me. It says, yes, we can pay attention to what's going on in the world. We can pay attention to all the destruction that's coming upon businesses, households, families, governments, economies. We can pay attention to that. But we can only see it with our eyes. I'm going to tell you something. As wicked and evil as the economies and the things are going on in the world and all the wickedness is happening, it has not come near my house. Anybody out there with me? I see it happening. But I am under that umbrella of grace that I was talking to you about earlier. And so are you, saints of God. If you're trusting in His Word, if you're living in that faith and in trust of His Word. The book says that David would only see with his eyes the wickedness and not experience it himself. What does that say to you, saints? It says that, yes, the first part of this scripture, this first part of this passage that I read to you, you can stand and you can trust in that. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how wicked it looks, as long as you are standing by what thus saith the Lord, you're standing under His grace because you're still staying under that umbrella of grace. You can stand there with full trust, with full peace, because you know He's got His child in His hand. When I pray that prayer at the end of every service, I pray, Lord, protect our homes, our families, our finances, our spouses and children, our places of business and our property, so that everyone that looks upon us would see you, and they would see your hand, and they would know you're real, because you're protecting us, and that you love your children, and they should know that and they should come to you for salvation. He is our real God. He is our real Father. You can trust in Him. He's got His hand on you, saints. This piece, verse 9 says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Have you made the Lord your habitation? Are you living in His Word? Are you living in His will? This peace is not for just anyone. It is not for everyone. It is only for the child of God who trusts in Him, who seeks after Him, who lives for Him. It is only for the child of God, the people whom have made God their Lord and their habitation. They live in Him. Acts 12 and 17 and 78 Acts 17 and 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. Think about that. It's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we have our being. And when we live and move and breathe in him, he is our strength. Hallelujah. We are his offspring. Just like not everybody goes to heaven. Did you know that? Everybody that dies don't go to heaven. The only ones who can have peace of God live in Him. Move in Him. And have their being in Him. Because we are the child of God. Verse 10, 11, and 12. I love this. No, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. 
Think about that. If you're living under His grace, if you're living in His truth, if you're living by what thus saith the Lord, through the Word of God, He'll send His angels to protect you. No plague shall come upon your dwelling. Oh, I love that. Hallelujah. When the death angel came upon Egypt and Goshen, the Lord gave them Y'all remember that, right? The death angel came to take the firstborn of every house of Egypt and Goshen. Goshen was the house of Israel. When the death angel was coming, the Lord told Moses to give instruction to all the house of Israel to sacrifice a goat and to take a goat's blood and make a brush and dip that brush in that blood and paint the doorposts and the little, the header with that blood. And when the angel saw the blood of the sacrifice, woo when the death angel saw the blood of the sacrifice, he would pass over that house. That's where we get the feast of the Passover that's celebrated every year. Think about that now. God said, if you don't want the firstborn of your house to die, then get under the blood. I like that, under the blood. Are you under the blood today? Have you got your sins under the blood? Are you living under the grace and the under the blood? Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample underfoot. You know what that's saying? The lion and the adder are both deadly beasts. The lion can rip you to shreds and eat you. And the adder can bite you and poison you. Both means you're dead. And both are very wicked, evil ways to die. But he said, you shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under your feet. How many times have you been in the midst of something that should have cost you your life? I should have died nine times in seven days. But God had his hand on me. Nothing shall harm us. Even if our very lives are lost. We shall dwell in the Most High God. Hallelujah. Somebody glorify the Lord. We need to have our faith in Him. We need to trust in Him. We need to make sure that we're standing under that umbrella of grace. Hallelujah. We need to make sure that we're living by what thus saith the Lord, by what saith the Lord in the word of God. We need to trust in the Lord. We need to live for Him. Today I invite you to join with me and let's seek the face of God. Hallelujah. When you look around this world and you see all the trials and the turmoils and the troubles that we're seeing, this is the worst time in our history in the world. We're watching untold wickedness and evil take place. But we need to trust in the Lord Most High. We need to dwell in the secret place in the shadow of the Most High God. Somebody say amen.
When you look around and you see all these things happen, and you realize that as long as he is your faith, as long as he is your shield, as long as he has his wings covering you, you're protected. It's time for you to realize just how important it is to stay under his grace. And if you're not under his grace now, it's time to realize that. So right now, if you're here with me, or you're watching my live stream or TV, or you're listening by radio, you need to do this with me. You need to pray this prayer. This is a five-finger prayer. We pray it every Sunday, every Sunday night, every time we come together. Let's pray this prayer together. Repeat after me. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know you're the Son of God. I know you died on the cross for my sins. You were raised again on the third day. Come into my heart and forgive me, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for saving me. I thank you, dear God, for touching my heart and life. I thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I thank you that I live in that secret place in the shadow of the Most High. Lord, I thank you for this service today. I thank you for this people, those who are hearing. And I ask your blessing be upon them, dear God. Let your will be performed upon us in this church, dear Lord, that we might be a glory unto you. Lord, bless this body of believers as we depart and go our separate ways. Keep us safe, healthy, protected until we should come together again at the next appointed time. Bless our homes, our families, our finances, our spouses and children, our places of business and our property, dear God. That everyone that looks upon us would see you and see your hand upon us. And they would know that you're real and that you love your children and they could come to you for salvation. In the blessed and holy and righteous name of Jesus, I thank you and pray. God bless you, saints of God. We love you. We'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock for our evening service in the sanctuary. God bless you. Goodbye. Have a good day. Our worship music service is covered by our CCLI copyright license, A2095-8803. And our CCLI Streaming Plus license, A2095-8810. We thank you for joining us for Hope for the Hopeless on Save News Radio. Join us each week on the air or at the Haven of Hope Church at 289 Acock Dairy Farm Road in Fremont, North Carolina, just off Highway 222 between Kinley and Fremont, and just off Memorial Church Road just outside of Fremont, North Carolina. Service times are Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m., Sunday evening worship at 6 p.m. with fellowship dinner following the service in the fellowship hall each Sunday night. Tuesday night old-fashioned prayer and deliverance service at 7.40 p.m. And Wednesday night youth church with the flood at 7.30 p.m. Or on our Facebook page, Haven of Hope Church. Come and join us at the Haven of Hope Church, Hope for the Hopeless in a Hopeless World. Your hope is here. His name is Jesus.